Hello, and welcome to the Married Christian Sex Podcast, a ministry of MarriedChristianSex.com, which is written by El Fury and Sexy Corte. In today's episode, we answer a few common questions from newlyweds and talk about sexual frequency. If this marriage ministry is beneficial to you, please share it with one of your friends and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. So Elfiri and I have been doing our blog for about seven years now, I want to say. Eight. Eight. Eight years. Um, and, you know, one of the best parts of it is that we get emails from our readers, which we, we love hearing from you. And um, you give us a lot of encouragement and we're really thankful for that. And we do view this blog as a ministry and... Um, we had an email recently from a newlywed. Uh, they've been married about eight months, and both El Fury and I just kind of felt like this was when we needed a talk over, and uh, we thought we should talk over it, I guess, and, and record it and see how it goes. Um, so, reader, we'll call him Reader X, emailed us and just said that they've been married for eight months and just they're having a hard time kind of figuring out when and how often to have sex and he wants to have sex way more frequently than she does it sounds like she's content with just a few times a month and he would like to increase that frequency Uh, but it's complicated because the communication it seems like she doesn't want to really plan anything or put anything on the calendar and um he mostly just wants wants to have more intimacy with his wife, who it sounds like he loves very much. And he also doesn't want resentment and bitterness to, to build up. And so we thought we'd go through this uh, paragraph at a time and, and kind of address some of the things that come up in the email. So what do you do when the spouse, each spouse desires different amounts of frequency for sexual intimacy? Well, I think this is an extremely common situation. We get a lot of emails similar to this. That doesn't mean that every couple has to deal with this, but at least of couples who reach out to Christian sex bloggers, this is a common topic. And, you know, you might think that it's always the husband who wants to have sex more than the wife. And that's probably true a majority of the time, but probably about 75%, I would say. There's still a good 20 to 25% of the time when it's the wife who is wanting more sexual intimacy with her husband. Yeah, I'm actually surprised by how many emails we get where the wife is saying she wants to have sex more and her husband just isn't there. So whether whether you're the husband or you're the wife who is wanting to have sex more or who maybe is feeling like your spouse is wanting more than you want this isn't this is a this is a common situation and so navigating this uh, navigating this situation is something that many many couples will have to deal with and they're going to have to reach a a negotiated settlement 
where both spouses feel like they are getting what they need and are not being taken advantage of or are not, um, I don't know what you would say, not, not taken advantage of, but not having to be put you know, in a bad or uncomfortable situation. It's something you're going to have to talk through. You're going to have to deal with it, negotiate, communicate, compromise, and work through this. So how do you re- arrive at a negotiated settlement? Well, so I think, you know, the circumstances are going to depend on the specifics of your situation. In this particular email where we're hearing only from the husband, right? So we don't know what the wife's perspective is. Um, Not that we think the husband is, is dishonest in any way, but he can't read her mind. And it doesn't sound like their communication is fantastic. And so, you know, the only access that we have to the wife's perspective is through the husband's perspective. And so, um, you know, we can we can offer some ideas, but we'll do that just with the caveat that we're not in any way trying to judge the wife or to put um, to, to project or to put motivations or anything on her that she might, you know, listen to this and say, what? That's not. That's not how it is at all. And so we understand. We haven't heard from both sides. We've only heard from one side. So we're going to, you know, we can offer a little bit of, a little bit of thoughts, a little bit of suggestions. And, um, but, but just with the knowledge that every situation is unique and the way that you're going to need to communicate and the way that, you know, the, the end result that you'll get to might be different for everyone. So there is a discrepancy in this relationship where it, it sounds like he wants to have sex about like 50 times more than, than she does. So what, what would be a good compromise for this couple? So in this case, we're talking about a man and a woman in their early 20s and who have been married for a bit under a year. And so, at least from the husband's perspective, it's not surprising at all that he is wanting to have sex with his wife, he says, three or four times a day. I would imagine that that's fairly common for a healthy young man uh, who is you know, newly married to somebody that he really loves, that he wants to express that love physically um, frequently. <laughs> and uh, I would say that it's... Um, from what we read here anyway, that the wife is maybe less sexually responsive than average, but not at the very low end of the spectrum. They talk about, uh, he talks about, he writes that they are having sex three or four times a month, which is, I would say, pretty low for a newlywed couple in their early 20s. But we get emails from people who haven't had sex for years. So this isn't, you know, the very bottom of the spectrum. But it, I would say it's on the low end. What do you think? Yeah, it does. It does seem on the low end. I feel like we had higher frequency when we were married. Um, there's a newness and excitement to it. But there's also um, newness <laughs> to it. And and it does take a little while to figure out what works, what doesn't work, what you like, what how your body responds and and so i i do feel like there's a learning curve there and things aren't always entirely smooth and so maybe from his perspective it's awesome but from her perspective she's not feeling the right things yet and and so i i think especially when you're newly married having kind of an attitude of exploration would maybe 
open up to wanting to have sex more. So one thing I'll add in here is that the the husband who's writing to us really seems to feel guilty and conflicted about his sexual desire for his wife. He asks, you know, is he being too needy? He asks if he's being childish or selfish. And I I don't think that trying to judge our feelings that way is really very productive. I think it's useful, in my opinion, that he is being honest with himself about what he wants. I think his desires are... Um, they're, they're within the bounds of what God has set for marriage. He's not desiring something that's unholy or that is sinful or that is, um, you know, dangerous to him or his wife. His desires are, are, are good and fine. And I don't think that he needs to belittle himself or feel nervous or anxious or put himself down for the desires he's having. So, um, I think that that's an important first thing to say, because just from his email, it really comes through that he's, you know, he's really feeling a lack of confidence in himself and even like judging and putting himself down for for what seemed to be fairly um, normal and good desires within a marriage. Right. Yeah. It, it's completely natural to have sexual desire, of course. And I, I think a good perspective to have is um, understanding your spouse's need and where their need is and how that might differ from yours. And also understanding that you are the only person that can satisfy your spouse's sexual need. And, and that's a really important job because, you know, it's, it's, you have each other and you don't want your spouse to go elsewhere, but you also, um, have to understand that your spouse will never stop pursuing you sexually Uh, and and it's not like you have sex and then they're satisfied and you know you're you're done with that and so having the mindset that this is going to be something that this is going to be a practice that we have and viewing it in a positive way that this is something we can both learn to really enjoy and experience and grow, you know, our, our relationship and the deepness of our marriage together. And so I think that Sexy Corte and I are in agreement that, that the husband here, his his desires are are fine. Now, some of the ways that he expresses those desires and some of the uh, some of the ways it turns into conflict or bitterness. I mean, that that's not healthy and that's not something that, that you want to nurture, right? So you can have a good and healthy and godly desire, but that doesn't mean you always get exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. And um, when you don't get it, you still need to be able to respond to that situation in a godly and edifying way to your spouse and, and not in a in a harmful or emotionally damaging way, right? And so both things can be true at once. It can be true that his desires are are good and healthy and, and fine and acceptable and godly, but that his wife's desires can also be that way. And they and that's why that's why it's hard to negotiate, right? If one person wants something good and the other person wants something bad, well then the person who wants something good and holy should should win, right? But when both people want something that is fine and acceptable and good 
then that's where you need to compromise. And that's where, so, so the husband, I guess my point is the husband shouldn't feel guilty or bad about what he wants, but he may need to recognize that he's not going to be able to have sex with his wife four times a day every day because, you know, maybe they have jobs and stuff. (laughs) Um, So in, in the next paragraph, our reader says that some, there's been times that his wife experiences pain during during sex and um, kind of speculates on what that might be. And, you know, certainly we are not doctors. And so if there is something that doesn't resolve itself, you should definitely talk to your doctor about it. Um, however, it could be, I, I know for me, if I'm not aroused, sex can be painful. And so making sure that you take the time in foreplay to build up arousal will definitely, you know, alleviate discomfort unless there is an underlying medical issue. Yeah. Sex should not be painful. There's no, uh, if everything is, is healthy and fine and good that you're work that you're doing, like sex should not be painful. So if it is painful, that's an indication that you're doing something, um, whether it's you need, you know, then there could be a lot of solutions. There could be something medically, um, there could be a medical condition that his wife has, or maybe they're going too fast. They need to slow down. They need to use some lube. Like there's a lot of potential solutions depending on what the specific problem is. But pain is an indication that 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 something is not going right. And I would say it's almost a hundred percent chance that whatever it is is something that can be resolved. Um, whether it's medical or sexual or something else, I think it can certainly be resolved. You know, one of the things the husband says here is that this is a new occurrence. You know, he says, well, this had never happened before, but you know, it's possible that it was happening before. And she was nervous to tell him right after getting married that, that sex was painful and it took her a while to tell him about that. Right. So I would just say if she's having pain during sex, well, it's not surprising that she wouldn't be super excited to have a lot of sex if it's painful and unpleasant. And so, you know, based on this email, that would be the number one thing that I would pursue a solution for. And it can be difficult to talk with your doctor about sexual um, problems that you're that you're having with your body. But I mean, I don't know, doctors hear all sorts of stuff. And, and if you can't talk with your doctor about it, find a different doctor you can talk to. And, and get that dealt with because, you know, that it's not going to be fun to be in pain when you're having sex. And if you resolve that, I think that that could lead to resolution of a lot of these other issues. Okay, so in the, in the next section, our reader describes that um, it sounds like his wife is, is shy and has some body confidence. And I can I can relate to that. I mean, when you're newly married, it's like all of a sudden this person just sees you naked all the time and I I don't know. I I even now, I mean, we've been married a while and there are times I'm like, "Oh my goodness, I'm naked." And and <laughs> but I feel pretty comfortable with you. Um and so that I don't know, that can take some time when you're when you're newly weds and certainly after you have your first kid it seems like all modesty goes out the window but um i i would just encourage any wife listening to this that i most husbands just adore their wives bodies and find them beautiful and alluring and 
I don't know the mysterious feminine aspect of, of them. Um, they, they love seeing you and men are very visual and, and just long for that. And so don't, don't be afraid to let them look at you. Anything to add on that? Well, I think this is a very common situation, especially among Christian women, I would say, from the emails that we get. Um, I think that we're, we, we rightly, in the church, teach young men and young women, but, but this falls mostly on young women. We teach about modesty, and we teach about the importance of dressing appropriately and and this affects this is for young men and young women but to be fair i think that the emphasis and the the uh, it falls mostly on young women i would say and so just for whatever you know whatever so i would say that that you know we teach our young women to be modest and we teach our young women to dress appropriately we teach young women that you know, men are have dirty minds and want to see their bodies, right? I mean, you know, at the basis level, we and and so this is something that I think a lot of women really internalize in a way that's difficult to. You can't just flip the switch off when you're that's married. What I was going to say it seems like there's an expectation that you get married and a a switch flips and okay now you now you have sex and you're naked and that's that's cool, right? And so. Right. And so I think it's it's challenging to flip that switch off. And um, I think it's something that can happen over time. I think it's something that the wife can, you know, think about intentionally. And but but it takes a willingness and an openness to be vulnerable and to kind of go against the training and the raising that that you've had from the church and from your parents for your whole life. So how would you encourage young husbands to help their wives feel more at ease being naked in front of them? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, First of all, I would say that it's really important to be encouraging and edifying and to praise your wife's beauty, to encourage her and make her feel comfortable, make her feel safe, uh, make her feel that, you know, she can trust you. And I think that, um, I, I, I think that, you know, sometimes even people that have a great sense of humor and are, can, you know, you might get used to teasing people about, you know, you might get used to teasing people, but you don't want to tease your wife about how she looks <laughs> when she's naked because she'll just stop taking her clothes off in front of you. So I would say that, you know, you might think you have a funny joke, but I would keep it to yourself. And um, not, you know, just be encouraging and uplifting and, and edifying to your wife. And, and when she is vulnerable, when she, when she does make herself vulnerable to you, recognize that and appreciate it for the gift that it is. Yeah, I don't feel like you can tell me enough that you think I'm beautiful. It doesn't, it doesn't get old. And it, it's something, and, and we've talked about love languages before, but words of affirmation are important to me, at least. And uh I frequently need to hear those things. And so that's why I only praise you and encourage you when you take your clothes off. It's like classical conditioning. So if you want um, words of affirmation, just show me your boobs. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) 
All right. So uh, in the next section, it sounds like like our reader has tried to communicate with his wife some as far as like setting a time every day and and wanting to establish a routine and it it sounds and again we don't get her perspective but it sounds like she kind of laughs it off and you know when I first read this it made me think of when we were first married and how I I don't know I I feel like I had this expectation that things had to be more like spontaneous for them to be romantic or that you just had to somehow know what I was thinking because you knew me so well or something and that I I shouldn't have to be like direct and uh, forthright about what I wanted and I don't know as time went on and we got more comfortable with each other I, I, I think that there is a level of intimacy to being able to communicate with your spouse what it is that you want and and I don't know, establishing a routine and kind of understanding your rhythm of when you're going to have sex is, I don't know, is, is such a blessing to our marriage. And I, I, I feel like it kind of mitigates rejection as well. And, and you don't have to do any guesswork in it. And, and that, that doesn't mean you shouldn't leave room for the spontaneous. I, I think that can be, that can be really fun. Um, but, you know, re- real life and your real relationship isn't, isn't quite like that. And it can be even, even better, I think, when you're, you know, up, upholding your time together and committing to it and saying, this is so important that we're going to establish that this is kind of the expectation and, and the frequency that we want to come together. Yep, I think that's exactly right. I think you have to be intentional. And I don't think that that goes against the idea of being romantic. I think that uh, you, you, you plan for the things that are most important to you. And, you know, your sex life with your spouse is something that's worth planning. You know, this isn't a perfect analogy, but it's kind of like meals, right? Like you're going to eat every day and or at least, you know, you're going to eat on a regular schedule, right? And you don't it it doesn't make the meal less enjoyable because you know when dinner is. It makes you anticipate it. It makes you enjoy it and it sustains you and gives you strength. And sex with your spouse is similar to that within your marriage. You know, planning that you're going to have sex that night doesn't doesn't make it less romantic or less enjoyable or less fulfilling. It gives you an anticipation, and it and it and it lets you, you know, organize your sustenance. Mm-hmm. No, I I like that. Good. I think that's a good analogy. Um, it it also sounds like he he gets a sense that even when they are together, she's just kind of trying to finish him off. Um, so that she won't be bothered by him anymore. And, you know, that that's, I think, the part that probably reading this email really struck me the most that, um, yeah, no one wants to feel like they're bothering their spouse or like begging for sex or something. Um, and so, you know, just to reiterate what I had mentioned before is like your, your spouse is not going to stop pursuing you 
to have sex. You are their person. And, and so instead of trying to avoid that, change your mindset so that you want that, you want that pursuance. Yeah. And sex, whether it's, you know, intercourse or a blow job or hand job or whatever that he talks about here, if you think that your spouse is just trying to hurry up and get done with it, I mean, it's, you know, why bother kind of, right? Yeah, it's demoralizing. It's demoralizing. It, and, you know, it, well, it makes it hard to, at least, at least for me, it makes it hard to perform and be into something if I think sexy corte is just like watching the clock or whatever, right? So, and, you know, I think this is, and this is something he especially mentions receiving oral sex, receiving a blowjob or a hand job. He says, um, it is not, that he says he doesn't even care to receive them because he feels like his wife is just going through the motions and doesn't really want to be there. And I think that 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 that's especially true when it's a situation like or when it's an activity like that where it's only for one of the spouse's pleasure and um the other the other spouse in this case the wife is not, you know, getting getting direct stimulation or getting an orgasm out of it. And so there's already the temptation for the husband to feel like, oh, this isn't, you know, she's not enjoying this, right? So if she's clearly not enjoying it, then it makes it even less enjoyable for him too. I don't know if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And along the lines of like bothering someone, I I do, I know there is, each person is an individual and I I remember in our earlier days of being married feeling or just kind of coming to an understanding like, wow, he wants to have sex like that a lot. And, and, and we did, and I, I did too, especially when we were newlyweds. Um, But having, having the realization that like you're, you're ready to go, you know, it, (laughs) at a more frequent level and understanding that that's human and it's not like you're a sex maniac or something. You just have natural urges. Yep. And like we said at the top, sometimes it's, it's the woman who has a higher sex drive than the man more commonly, it's the man who has a higher sex drive than the woman. But but again, it's not even like close to 100%. It's maybe 75, 25, which is pretty, you know, it's not equal, but it's pretty, it's not that, it's not that far off. And so the odds that you're going to be married to someone with the exact same level of sex drive as you is pretty low. So no matter what your situation is, you're going to have to negotiate that w- one way or the other. Yeah. And I, I do think God tends to put people together that have to negotiate because I, I think that's, I don't know, that's often what makes your marriage stronger is is that act of negotiating. Um, all right, so in the next section, our reader talks about, you know, he he has the impression that she really enjoys sex when they do have it and even um, mentions like a vacation night that they had together where they had like a really amazing 
night of, of having sex and, you know, him trying to figure out like, how can, how can we capture that at home? Like what was different about that? And, um, well, Elfiri, any thoughts on that? Well, vacation sex can be awesome. Um, you know, and, and so I think everyone enjoys vacation sex. Novelty. Yeah. There's a new, you're in a new place. You have different responsibilities. You don't have to clean up as much after you're done with your day, you know, put away the dishes or do the laundry. You're on vacation. So, um, I think vacation sex is great. I think that he says here that he knows his wife enjoys sex. And so that, that's great. I, hopefully he is correct about that, but I, I would encourage anyone who is wanting to have sex more to really make sure that your spouse is enjoying it as much as you think that they are. Yeah, I, I think that it can be easy to assume the other person is enjoying it, but I I think direct communication is, is good in this case. And, you know, hey, do you, are you having orgasms? Do you... Because I I think it's frequent for women to have sex and not have have orgasm. And we say this all the time on our podcast and on our blog that, you know, only about a third of women have sex with or sorry, have an orgasm with regular sex. And so most women need some extra stimulation. And so that's a really important conversation to have that's really important to figure out like are you are you having an orgasm during this process because if you're not we need to figure out how you're going to have an orgasm you know whether we introduce something else or you know just make sure we take care of that during foreplay and that will definitely lead to if your wife isn't having an orgasm during sex, like figuring out how to make that happen will for sure lead to greater enjoyment. Yeah. One of our most read blog posts is about leveling up your sex life and the number one. And so we talk in there, right? The number one thing that wives write to us about wanting is more orgasms. I think most husbands want to give their wives as many orgasms as they want And so communication is really what is the key there to understand what she's feeling, what she needs, what she wants, and what she is enjoying. And you have to talk about it. The wife has to be vulnerable enough to to be truthful and to, you know, share what feels good to her. And then the husband has to pursue that and do whatever it takes to give her the orgasms that she wants. The last section that our reader writes to us about, you know, he, he kind of speculates. He's like wondering if he's being too needy. And he, he does. I think he has some self-awareness that, you know, no one wants to feel like they're being begged for sex or, or on the other end of it either. You don't want to feel like you're desperate and constantly begging for sex. And so he's just not really sure where to go from here. And I... I don't know. Not, communication just clears up so much, and and I think a lot of the emails that we get come down to a misunderstanding or a lack of communication. And I I think that when you communicate with your spouse about sex, really try to make it positive and like a goal, positive goals moving forward. And and I would discourage 
discussion in the lines of like, you always do this or that. Well, if you did this, then, you know, don't focus on what the other spouse does or doesn't do, but instead try to try to talk about, you know, what, what do you want our marriage and our sex life to look like? What, what would be the best sex life you could imagine? And, and, you know, it's, it's probably different from your spouses, but you can find some common ground and then say, okay, how, how can we make steps to move towards that? And I think communicating that, um, can really clear the air and yeah, help, help you have, have an understanding of yourself, what you want. And also there's a peace of mind in, in the fact that your spouse knows and understands what you want as well. We think it's God's will that every married couple has a great sex life. And so we think that, that, that that means that you can bring your sex life to God in prayer. And I think that that is uh, one of the best things that you can do communication wise to improve your sex life is pray with your spouse for your sex life. Ask God that he would give you the humility that you need, that he would give you insight and wisdom, that he would help you to understand your spouse better and love your spouse more and better, and that you would grow in your relationship with your spouse. We think that that God will hear this prayer and God will honor this prayer because we think that he, he wants you to have a great sex life with your spouse. Yeah. And I would say to approach it with some humility and try to think, well, what, what can I do? What can I do to help make this better? Or how am I preventing this from being better? Okay. Well, I, anything else that you want to add? I think that's a good place to wrap it up. No, all I would add is that, you know, these, these folks who wrote to us, this husband, they're newlyweds. They've been married less than a year. They've got a lot of time to figure it out. Be patient, be loving and kind and generous to your spouse. Give yourself some time. You'll learn, you'll grow, and don't get tired of doing good. Yeah, and, and have fun. I mean, it's you get a lifelong uh, or a lifetime of marriage together to explore each other and, and have fun with it. Uh, it's it's a, an adventure. So we um, we will certainly be praying for our reader. We pray for all of the emails that we get. And we always pray that God would bless your marriage and your sex life. We hope this episode is a blessing to your marriage. Please leave us a five-star review and join us at MarriedChristianSex.com to ask questions and share your ideas. Provided by Cunning Gnome under the Creative Commons license.